truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> I guess it's been a minute. Uh, well, I'll introduce myself. My name is Susan Dinga. I'm the number caster. And I'm hosting Selfie to Succeed Human First. And I guess the intent of this platform uh, on day one, um, since day one, I would say, has always been to find a way to reconnect the gap that's been increasingly and scarily growing um, over the course of years and especially last couple of months. And with this platform, through this podcast, just, I guess, give a different perspective to our ways of doing, being, behaving, reacting, engaging, interacting with the world outside of ourselves, you know, and honor to do so in the most natural, naturalistic, I would say, way possible. Meaning, cars passing by, that's London. I mean, any corner in London, you'll have cars passing by. I'm not going to stress too much about background noises or just having to sound perfect or... I don't even know what that is or what that looks like, to be fair. But if you put perfection on a scale to the most natural way of, way of speaking to the most robotic way of speaking, I guess in the views of some artists, podcasters that are out there, speakers, is perfection. Um, which I don't understand because perfection should be the most natural um, way of doing something. But I guess we live in an artifact shirt. I guess that's the word for it. I'm not really sure, but um, in a very man made, created world. So, in the world in which we live in, anything that's natural is against natural which doesn't really make sense because we live life in society we don't live society in life meaning that our life is greater than society because we create a society as a way of surviving in theory because we are dragging ourselves down to the to the ground but It was also meant for us to become a community in which we collaborate for the greater good. So how did that become the woo-woo, utopia, dystopian way I don't understand how now we see what was supposed to 
be the society we see it as something out of the norm like connection it seems out of the norm like <laughs> you're right um communicating and speaking with strangers seems out of the norm or jumping down the street um seems out like anything that we used to do for fun or that would allow us to just be ourselves has seen now as weird i mean anti-conformist or something i mean where have we got to and yes my english is not gonna be perfect throughout the whole time i'm not gonna claim the italian card but i am gonna claim the italian card <laughs> um no but um i just want to be able to be myself at all time and ways possible whether it's speaking with someone face to face whether it's speaking through a microphone with who's this oh what was that then with some mozart in the background <laughs> like whatever it is that i feel like being doing and saying is my prerogative and as human beings we should allow each other at least that we don't have to necessarily agree with someone but allow them the time, the space to do so and share their perspective, share their stories, share their voice. Because we were, we were born with one. It would be redundant of, our, of us to not use it and to believe that someone else deserves sharing that voice more than anyone else or, sorry, more than ourselves. Um, so because of this ethical okay. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it ethical I don't, this, it's everything but but um, because of this way of and people like to call it evolutional evolution evolutional whatever um, because of this way of us to coin innovation with evolution we've now gone completely off rail from what evolution actually is. Evolution is supposed to be the evolution of a species in a way that that species itself is growing towards it being a better version of the previous one or a more uh, adaptable version than the previous one, a stronger version than the previous one. Whereas if we look on a scale of the evolution of the humankind, this is probably the weakest we've ever been. I mean, look at our immune system. It's just a it's appalling um, that we've coined innovation with developmental evolution, with growth of the self, which has nothing to do with ourselves because they're all adult toys, basically. Like, whatever it is that we see now as an evolution that does things for us, whatever it is, it's just the child that doesn't want to really have to do everything by themselves. It's the lazy child in us, I guess the um, 
how do you call it? How do you say? Um, procrastinator. What like? It, it's a way for us. It's a way for us to cut corners to shorten the point, the 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 length of time that we invest to get from point A to point B. And that's it. That's what innovation is. But when we start coining that innovation as a personal growth, that's when we basically robotize the human that's in us because it has nothing to do with ourselves. We should be looking at what is that, what is all of that innovation taking and stripping us away from instead of seeing what's it allowing us to do, what it's allowing us to do. Because the moment that I see a bike, and I'm, 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 I love biking, like, <laughs> and this, I'm talking about bicycles, yeah. Whether it's electric, whether it's um, static, no, is it static? Whatever, whether it's a normal bike. Um, I just love bikes. Grew up in Italy, in uh, this countryside, and you would go everywhere with it, you know? Um, it was free. <laughs> now I have to pay, because, oh my god, they'll go introduced to these Uber bikes, and <laughs> no sponsoring or anything like that. Um, I don't know why I said that, but people say that, so I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah, I just love them, honestly. It, well, I love the the electric side of things um but back to where we were um we see everything that allows us to do something in a shorter amount of time as an add-on to ourselves whereas it's actually stripping us of the skill of doing it by ourselves which is an interesting way of putting um evolution and innovation because well let's think of it this way we've created we used to walk thousands millions of kilometers from one side of the other side to the other side of the world we didn't have wheels we didn't have um cars we didn't have airplanes we didn't have anything we used to just walk and we were huge huge walkers we were great adapters to different types of weathers and um our bodies started to also develop i guess a thicker skin to the world outside it just started adapting it was a more, more immune to diseases maybe we like to think that it wasn't but we've survived for a good chunk of time just walking from one side of the other side to the other side of the world without using antibiotics if we did that <laughs> i can survive a week with a cold and go without having to take down a pill, you know. Now, not partially not judging people that um, take pills, but it comes more from a place of what are you doing? Like, do you know really what's happening? Like, do, like, do you know why you're doing it? Is it because you're you've been told that that's the way of doing things? That's the quickest way of doing things. Are you also aware of the repercussions of the quick fix, of the quick solution, or the quick the quick way, opposite to the right way? 
I was just listening to a couple of videos in the past couple of months and where there's like experts in their car in the fields come to speak about things like mental um mental connections um mental connections well neural connections <laughs> um neuroplasticity or um gut health or all those things that are i guess important information for us to be able to know how to feel the machine that our body is um basically and there was a lot of talks in terms of how our immune system is at its weakest especially in the western world um reason why is because we don't allow us well first year obviously we don't allow us to develop the immune system that we would need in order to not get as sick as we get in these years meaning that we like to clean the heck out of things and not al- not allowing us basically to get in contact with those particles or those um, germs that are actually beneficial to our long-term sustainability. Um, I like to think that I have a good immune system, I say here, and... Jesus. <laughs> well, let's attract positive vibes. I say here, and I will say it again at some point. Um... Yes, because a lot of people say, oh, well, you said it now, watch out for it, and mm, keep your energies. (laughs) So, I like to think that I have a good immune system, and the reason why is I thank my parents for allowing me to just play around. Um, I would just play around the house, and yes, I would eat insects. Um, I don't know whether it's the proteins inside. Was it that called? Bill Great, Great... Bear, there used to be like a show of bear grills, yes, it's even kind of, uh, but uh, not just that, of course, but I would just play around like with my toes on the floor, um, and then started to play outside, get all gum, gummies hurt, bleeding, all those things, like the things that we were supposed to do as children, um, whether it's actually build our resilience towards the outside world and uh, learn learn also what to avoid maybe by eating a stone, you know that that is definitely not something you should eat, um, instead of being told off or yelled at, um, yes of course it is dangerous. I'm not saying get your kids out there eating stones, bro. Um, there's always one of those. But I'm saying just allow allow them to actually get in contact with the germs that they need in order to build their resilience towards the germ world. You know, like one germ is not going to do them any harm. Unless, unless you have viruses around your house. Maybe you should check that out instead of blaming the germs, you know. There's good germs. Um, or have them play outside instead of attaching them on a tablet. Um, like, stop, stop neutralizing the whole garden place because you're afraid that they'll get a cold. Colds are actually a body coughing out what's not needed for it to build the resilience towards it by leaving because it's going to leave a trace. So... A cold is actually already the system healing. 
because the virus has already interact, inter- interacted with the body. So it's literally just taken it out. When we get sick, that's what's happening. We're healing. It's a healing process. We call it sickness, but it's really a healing process. We like to call it sickness because it doesn't allow us to do society in a way that society would like us to do. So, yes, from the perspective of you can't go to work if you're, well, in theory, in theory, they like us to, but in theory, um, you can't, you shouldn't go to work if you have a huge cold and some fever, well, let's say 40 degrees fever, I don't even know what that looks like, or I don't remember what that looks like, but, um, yeah, the, in theory, we should be just staying at home, and that should be just a must, we shouldn't even have to request the holiday for it, unless it's, unless obviously we're lying, uh, you know, there's always those as well, and we all do, to be fair, we all do, but, When we're sick, and we see it as a sickness because we have to stay home from the work that we want to do, of course we'll see that as an impairment because it impairs us to go to work. But it's not necessarily an impairment. It's actually a, a great process. It's, a, it's a, our body fighting something and coming out of it stronger. Yes, of course, I know that there's times where we get that sick and it doesn't just wear off and that it, it just shows that there's an underlying health problem again that is the symptom not the cause that is the body again fighting and healing something that it, it, it wants to try to fight because one thing that our body will never do is let us down unless we let it down. And that comes from also letting our kids down because whatever we have, whatever state of mind in which we are when we conceive, it's also impairing the kids and the... I'm going on a very long tangent. That went somewhere else. But basically... I love that. Um, basically, we're destroying ourselves. We're not building the strengths that we need. We're not putting ourselves in harm, not necessarily harmful situations, but we're not putting ourselves in challenging situations because we're all running from challenges and we're all running towards comfort. And comfort is the thing, the biggest thing that's been making us so weak because whereas before we could walk on stones like nothing yes now a lot of people are training to do so like even the fact that we have to train to do so after apparently learning to walk it's crazy you know don't you think like unless you live you know um again outside of the western world which is the world that majority of people are pushing down to those that are actually living freely on their beaches and everything else but another conversation for another day um we used to walk everywhere and our feet could handle it now now we're looking for the plush sole we're looking for the comfy shoes we're looking for whatever just wear your goddamn shoes and yes of course if you take out a few shoes now and just start walking down the street it is gonna hurt your body didn't built wasn't built for it because 
evolutionarily we've run away from challenge and towards comfort so you should say well if my feet cannot handle it well what am i gonna do about it i'm gonna just get a pair of shoes guess what our body on top of our brain is very elastic is a great learning system i would say it adapts so if you're the first one to actually be aware about this well you can also break the chain you can work more outside and train yourself train your body develop the thickest skin that you need in order to do so whatever it is we can do it unfortunately there are points in our lives in which we get where we think that nothing makes sense nothing has a reason that we shouldn't even try because we've been beaten down so many so many so many times But if there's a reason for us to keep breathing and for us to be still here and for us to have a day to look forward to tomorrow or a day to hope for tomorrow, well, why not use the same patience and hope and time to also create a different reality for ourselves, a more natural reality for ourselves? So the intent of this platform is to really and truly start bringing people together in a sense that we start looking at each other as similar instead of different. We start looking at each other as, yes, all parts of one in the sense that whatever, however you look at it, whether, whether it's from a religious perspective, whether it's from a um, scientific perspective, we all come from one thing, one entity, one, one. And then it got split into many, um, or it spread out into many. Whatever point of view you want to see it at, the way the thing started is that it all started for one or two particles. One or, oops. We're going to pause that for a second. And we're back. Um, I literally just said exactly, well, not exactly, probably, but um, I, I just recorded the little bit of me starting again and realized that the microphone was actually off. Um, cool stuff. <laughs> um, so, uh, basically, that was my girlfriend. She did not know, partner. Um, she did not know that I was recording. Sods for that. But we can definitely go back to it. I just listened to the last bit and remember that I'm also called it. My voice is a bit rowdy. I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I was talking about basically how things started and that everything was basically natural in theory. And things were really... What did I just say? <laughs> when things started, things uh, everything started from one or two um, entities, one or two elements, one or two whatever. And it got split into thousands, millions, and now billions of human beings, uh, or grown to thousands of millions, billions of 
human beings. So if we cannot acknowledge that that's how things started, how can we not acknowledge that we're one of each other, that we're literally spread it out and fused individual that's component of each and every single one of each other and everyone on this planet, everything on this planet. Because nature is, we're supposed to be nature, so we breathe in nature, we eat nature. So every nature that's on this planet has also been part of us. So if we can acknowledge those things, how can we not make the connections to how intertwined we all are with each other? Incest? Yes. <laughs> that's nature. Leave with it. Well, okay. I'm, mm, Jesus. It's crazy how in this world now you have to go back on what you say and explain it before someone just takes it out of context, right? Um, but with that, I am not again condoning, I'm not necessarily, not condoning, I'm not encouraging or whatsoever incest. Oh my god. Oh, 2024 is, uh, it's heavy. Um, but I'll open that that cap that chapter in a bit. Um, the energy has to exit the premises. That's why. Okay, so if we can acknowledge that we're all the same, we're all basically the particle of each other. We can agree on the fact that we're one soul split into billions of souls. We can acknowledge that we all share the same deity. If you're looking at it from a religious perspective, so to say. If we can acknowledge all of that, how is it that in 2024, we're the most disconnected society, we're the most disconnected community that's ever been? How is it that we're so lonely and so crowded at the same time? Like, just the other day, I was on the way to work and I changed roots because I was leaving my partner's house and I missed four trains in front of me. I was standing watching this train just pass while I was standing at the platform. Reason why is because they were so jammed up with people just pushing each other, just literally sardine standing, that you couldn't even add more than two to three people at best. So how is it that everyone feels so lonely? <laughs> like how? Um, and I laugh not to cry, but it, it's kind of scary. Cause you know, when someone doesn't see you as another human being, they don't treat you as a human being. They treat you as a toy. And when someone treats you as a toy, well, that ain't life, ain't it? At least not the life that we're meant to be, to have. 
that's not necessarily the life that we dream to have. Or that we were put on this world to have. And that's the reason why with this platform, I'm truly hoping in raising some awareness to all the communalities and all the things that make us humans first compared to the carpenter, compared to the lawyer first, compared to being the the cleaner first, compared to being the driver first, compared to being the um, the player first, compared to being the the the, the sports uh, sports compared to being whatever that we do in this life. Because all those things they're doing, they're not beings ways of being even when we say shame shame is not a way of being shame is a way of feeling feeling is a thing that we do so the moment we start putting things in place it all starts making a bit more sense and you understand also the power of words and you understand yourself a bit better instead of taking the shame that comes with the ignorance towards how to phrase things. But without that awareness, we we basically slow ourselves down to a path of healing, to a path of growth. Because words, the words that we use, the 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 vocabulary that we keep on reinforcing reinforces thoughts, reinforces thought processes, reinforces feelings, reinforces emotions, reinforces a way of doing which then reinforces the belief of the being, which reinforces the self-being, which then gets outpured into the mass through their behaviors, their reactions, their actions, their their way of communicating. So once we start making connections, instead of splitting and putting things in boxes, we will never be able to be free. We'll never be able to live the lives that we ought to be leave. We'll never be able to see contentment. We'll never be able to find contentment. We'll never be able to find happiness, truth happiness and certain things can help you provide you the opportunities to be happy but at the end of the day happiness it's again something that we do it's a process it's a way of thinking it's a it spills into everything that we do again not anything that we are because we're white canvases. Everything that we do, it's like adding words to a black can to a endless white canvas. Everything that we we we, we think we are is a culmination. Culmination? I've no idea. <laughs> An addition of behaviors that we've had since we were kids and. 
fight or flights that we've had when we were kids, and we're basically grown children. We're larger children. When we start seeing like that, you start seeing everyone as also their childhood. You start seeing the timelessness of someone in front of you. Because they're not necessarily just the person that's standing in front of you. They have a history which has led them to be the person that's standing in front of you. And the person that is standing in front of you will make the history of the person that will stand in front of you tomorrow if they will ever get the chance. And with that, the goal that I had for last year, since when the podcast, the platform started earlier 2023, I, I just wanted to have one person tell me this platform has impacted their life in a way that they felt like they needed at the time that they got in touch with it, they got engaged with it, or they got, they just saw it. And that's one of the reasons why I want to create a platform that's as genuine as possible and as open as possible and as thoughtful as possible and thought-provoking as possible because it's something that we need. It's a skill, being, thought-provo- like t- being thought-provoked and to be able to engage with that thought-provoking and create the process of yourself and question things for yourself, develop your own understanding of things by deconstructing things to their natural and rawest core I guess being or form shape of is a important skill that we're losing because everything is automated everything does it for us everything is becoming an extension of us. At least the fantasy and the perception of it. Do it ain't, because having a Beamer or having a Nissan doesn't make you any less or more human than the person. In the concept of the creation of a word such as call, such a redundant word, Nothing is cooler than anything else because everything exists. Simple for the fact, even the word cool, it's not something you can quantify. It's a perception. Everything is a perception in society. So once you understand that everything is a perception, you can deconstruct it in a way to understand what's the perception that's been pushed, what's the perception that's been shared, what's the perception that's been taught. And with that, I really wanted to bring the highlights on rawness and natural and everything that should be considered in our ways of doing and being in life. Because the laws of nature, is, of nature are our biggest teacher. When I look through a plant, I see myself. And it might sound whatever, it might sound to you. I'm not going to give you any (laughs) examples or inspiration. Um, They just 
I love, I love, I love growing plants and the whole process of cultivating it and just watching it grow. It just reflects back to your alive, aliveness, to your existence in a sense of you can water as much as you want, how much you think is right. But the plants will always tell you how much it needs at that specific time. You can't pour more than you can take because that will drown it. And if you try to give it less than what it needs, it's not going to sprout, it's not going to grow as strong as it can be. And that's the same thing that we do when instead of supporting someone, we try and slow them down, we try, we try and project our fears onto them. And all of this has created a, a flow of self-consciousness. Because we keep on projecting the doubts that we have of ourselves, because we keep on living and seeing the life that we have in society as the way instead of a way, We will always, always see challenges as an atrocious thing that we should just quickly fix instead of appreciating it for what it can give or be able to appreciate it for what, for what it gave more than what it could give because obviously you don't want to necessarily attract certain challenges unless you put yourself in the situations to um, but that is again a deeper deeper conversation um, that I do not want to take the time to go into right now but we just got to a point where our self-consciousness is not allowing us to connect with ourselves first which then impairs us to really and truly and transparently connect with others. That's when we have those little, those little windows of realness with each other. We, we think we've just seen God, or we think we've, we've seen the life of our life, the love of our life, or we think we've seen the most, I don't know, whatever that moment gives you and provides you and ignites into you when that's because that's what makes us feel alive that's the way of being that's the way of living that's natural it's not it's not necessarily man-made it's yes it happens between two two humans but it's not something that's constructed, it's not planned, it's, it just happened. And I see that this connection comes from also the way that we raise each other, the way that we treat each other. And just today I had the thought of the impact of things like toys has had on our evolution. And I was just thinking of how it created an in, it, fueled, I would say, 
the disconnection between us and our parents and it fueled the disconnection between us and then everyone else that we would encounter in our lives. Deconstructing that, I would say that if... I would actually use the scenario itself. Let's say I'm comparing an, an imagine, imaginary child from... We didn't have necessarily the technologies to create toys. So the child would spend most of their time with the parent, whether it's the parent that would stay home or then they, I guess, matured enough to spend time with the parent that would be the explorer or the provider of food. They had deeper com con connections and with that they were able to pass on strength with each other from one generation to the other and the ability to also share I guess the basic skills to survival that then ignited the evolution um, you could think of it as the bonding is different because the bonding is direct there's no mean to an end there's no mean in between it's just direct learning through daily expo ex exposition <laughs> exposure um to uh through daily exposure to life itself so if a child grows closely with their mother let's say because again well actually no i'm not gonna use i'm not gonna use um i don't know how you call this but i'm gonna use the word person um if a child from zero to let's say five um spends most of their days with the parents the stay home parent um and stay home obviously back then it was staying spots um, um whatever it was cave whatever it was so they would spend most of the time in those premises in the way that they could see what taking care of those premises looked like um they were probably in the grips of the person the caretaker and without be able to see the way in which they would do certain things like basic things like food or um, maintaining the 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 repair uh, not repairment the the protection shield whatever they would use or just to create a safe spot a safe heaven however that looks like I don't know <laughs> I'm not that worst versed in history again we're bringing it back to something that I said in the first episode 70% my 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 personal theory my personal opinion doesn't have to be the way to be to do okay um it's to know as much of as many faculties as possible and find the connections between 
each other. And that's how you can then understand a beat. You have a bit of a more of a 360 worldview more than trying to achieve a thousand within one. Now, if you can then attach things to that 1000, great because you have 1000 understanding of one thing which will probably have features that happen to be part of other faculties which you could easily connect to now that you have the expertise in it it's just a little different way of doing it you know um and advancing when advance one because it's already connected to the other one it allows it the other to con to grow a bit more as well so it's like kind of like raising all of them at once um back to us um looking at the new child in 2024 they spend some time with the caretaker that's closer that's going to be directly taking care of them at the beginning of their time if they're lucky to get to have one at this point in time by looking at the rates by looking at the all the examples they're spending their time with highly stressed individuals because of all the distractions that appear and the demanding of living a life in society. They're put in cages away from the activity of life is left to their own entertainment. Sometimes given toys from a very young age so that instead of connecting with other humans, other beings like it, they connect with objects. They start learning that in order to be entertained, they need an object. When the mind is quite entertaining place itself. And the connection with each other, even just holding a baby, even just holding and having that human connection, that human touch, physical touch, is an entertaining process of itself. The release of hmm, oxytocin and serotonin that gets shooted in our bloodstreams and uh, in our whole system is a process of itself is a quite entertaining process of itself and it's so natural and it's so automatic of itself it, it, well <laughs> um it, it's just something that goes it, it just happens again and at the same time These children are now starting to connect with devices or people in a device. Not something 
in 3D someone that they can touch and interact with but fake version well revised versions of them which again creates the disparagement between disparagement I hope that's the word for it um, the disparity between the real and the fan and the fiction the digital world so they're already growing up thinking that the virtual is real to then wake up to a world that doesn't have the characteristic of the virtual creating the disappointment creating the surprise creating the disapproval creating the almost the disgust towards the world we live in which is amazing and beautiful and multifaceted so that is the kind of things that we're teaching each other how we're developing each other and it's crazy that it's been normalized that's the normal what Like, we put our, we put adults in learning in front of boxes that are showing them cartoonized versions of ourselves and the animals and the environment, sometimes not even in which we live in thinking that they're going to grow strong and healthy towards the environment in which we live in that they'll grow with a real understanding of the environment in which we live in that they'll grow with the skills needed for the environment in which we live in are we delusional? Like how, like how does the connection even go? Because it's been it's been normalized so much that it's deep down in our system, and it's something that we have to clearly unpack because it's only doing us more damage. Because then it goes, it comes back to the adults that was once in learning now developed to a monster, someone that doesn't have that kind of empathy that doesn't see the humanity in someone in front of us that sees maybe only dollar bills or only sees hmm, um meat or that only sees opportunity or that only sees whatever we see in each other that we abuse of you know it, it's so imperative that we start looking at the ways that we're developing ourselves because the beauty of our minds and the beauty of our bodies like i mentioned before it's that it's malleable it's not set in stone at any point in time because at any point in time there's always the development of time whether it's more wrinkles whether it's more energy when it's whatever it is at any point in time there's change so if there's change there's a way to impact that change and with this opportunity and this platform again 
it's also a way to share light to certain things like this that are not necessarily spoken a lot about and they're just realizations that develop from having an inquisitive mind and of asking things and questioning things and questioning their origin and questioning their possible impacts because if you when you apply that to as many contexts as possible then you start developing a bit of more awareness to the self or a bit more awareness to our behaviors a bit more awareness to our emotions a bit more awareness to the lack of trust that we have towards the real world in which we live in that's been developed from years and years of disconnection and awareness towards all the different ways of which those disconnections have been created and on top of that it also created um, feelings that impair our judgment meaning that when we don't see humanity in front of us we see a sheet of comparison s-h-e-e-t-s well minus the s of comparison we see someone that either aspires to be better yeah, we see someone that aspires to be better than us. We see competitors. We see whatever we see. Hmm? That's London. Someone's fighting outside. <laughs> oh my god. Exactly that. Exactly that. We cannot relate with each other. We cannot be with each other without bursting out. And it's only getting worse. I don't know. Like, just walking on the street, you do, almost don't want to touch anyone. Because you don't know when and what is going to tip them off. I might be saying this too much. I don't want to attract that. I don't want to experience it. Because I can only imagine, based on the examples and the information that we hear every day, what someone might be ever, uh, capable to do. But at the same time, it's this comparison that we have with each other, this challenge and competitive and battling that we have with each other. It's hurting the way in we in the ways in which we are with each other. In a sense that again, we never we don't we overview override the similarities to only look at the differences. What makes them better than me instead of what do we share what makes me less than them instead of what qualities do I share with them and the impact of feeling less well whew, the impact of feeling less than someone else it's another process of itself and it's becoming a spread out cancer it's becoming the virus with which we live in it's becoming chronic chronic i think it's chronic
it's becoming the norm, a norm for which I would not want to submit to, I, or at least I'll try to do something to avoid getting to, because even the thought of it, oh my god, makes me creeple. No, it doesn't make me creeple. It, it just, it just sees, it just shows a reality that we can choose to avoid. Because every time that we feel less, yes, we become people pleasers. So we learn to please others in a way that makes other people's life easier, or in a way that makes them like us, or in a way that allows them to rest, or whatever in a, whatever way we support or help someone when we're being people pleasers, or accommodate someone, or allow someone, whatever it is. We're, we're projecting a lot, don't you think? Like, look around. How many fights do you see sparking every day? How many misunderstanding do you see every day? How many mistrusts do you see every day? How many judgment do you see every day? There's a lot of it, isn't it? To project, when you see that however someone speaks to you is however they speak to themselves, then you can start being empathetic. You can start being compassionate because people treat you like they treat themselves say it again people treat you like they treat themselves it has nothing to do with you you just happen to be the person in front of them at that specific time that have made them feel like they need to fight a flight Or that just gave them the peace that they're sharing with you. Or maybe they just developed the peace within themselves so that they're able, more than or better, um, that they're able to share that peace with you. People just project. We're, we're a funnel. A funnel? A vague? A funnel? A vehicle, a hmm. We're sort of the compartment through which things, energy pass through. As soon as I find the word that I'm trying to mean, I will share it with y'all. <laughs> um, Vehicle? Vector? Mm. No. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. But we're that something that... It's a continuous... It's in continuous exchange of energy. It's in continuous projection and displaying of energy. No wonder even our skin projects the energy that we have within. 
um, our emotion, our actions project the emotions that we have within, the feelings that we have within, our behaviors, our reactions, all of that. So once we share, or more than share, once we allow people to share themselves, once we allow ourselves to see people for what they're sharing and not for what we want them to be, once we allow ourselves to see that what's projected, that's what's received by us is really and truly what they're current or consistently receiving, whether from the outside or whether from within, then maybe, maybe, then we can be better with each other and help soothe that pain that relies in a lot of us. Because we don't trust ourselves. As a as a society, as a I don't like no, to call it yeah. Well, yes, as a society, because there are societies out there that are not as corrupted. So yes, as a society, we don't trust ourselves. Hence, why we don't trust others. We don't trust ourselves to not be corrupted. So we think that everyone else is corrupted or corrupting us. There's this great social experiment on Netflix that I just watched called The Trust. And I'm advocating for it because it's just a great example of why we're at where we are right now. This 11 people, individuals from different backgrounds, different paths of life, find themselves in a I think, I don't know exactly where, but in a tropical area, in a massive villa, and differently from other TV shows, they tell them at the beginning that they're all winners. They already had the money split between all 11 of them. They can just sit and have the best holiday of their life with different people learning from their backgrounds, learning from their experience of life, learning from their perception of life and learning from what life looks like through their eyes. Instead of doing all of that, they just project their mistrust within themselves to others and kick at them, kick each other out. I mean, there was an example of this millionaire that he was so afraid of sharing that he was a millionaire because he knew the repercussions would have been banishment. Banishment? Yeah, banishment? Yeah. And that's what happened. As soon as people found out that he was a millionaire, they thought, well, he doesn't deserve to be here. As if everything that there is to life is money. No. He just happens to have a different background. Yes, sure. Does it mean that it allowed him to have a easier life in society? Not in life, but in society? Yes. Doesn't make him immune of having deaths in their life doesn't make it immune to having people that mistrust in their life doesn't make it immune to having people that doesn't necessarily know how to share love in a condition unconditional way it doesn't make him immune to anything that disturbs our lives too it just makes it easier in society
and they couldn't even allow him the experience of being in a house with themselves. They didn't think that sharing their self with this person or share or allowing what this person has experienced to come in their views of life to be a thing so much that they just kick him out on the premises that he did not deserve there to be there because he had money. He didn't deserve to have a split of a trust. He didn't deserve to have an experience in a house that he could easily buy for himself and be there by himself instead of sharing it. Yes, for free, with actually actually being paid, yes, with other 10 people having the challenges and the activities and the experiences that they have in that sphere of time. No, they couldn't allow him that either. And that's the point where you start seeing society through the through the lenses of your mistrust, of your pains. And we cannot connect through that. So we also set low standards for ourselves, whether it's in behaviors, whether it's in uh, our careers, whether it's in our relationship, whether it's in the people that we keep around, whether it's in the clothing, whether it's in the whatever it is that we've created in society, okay? We just have a low standard for our life. So naturally, everything that happens in life has a low standard. It's not the other way around. It's not that having high quality things makes your life higher of quality. A high view on quality makes that you happen to have high quality things and people and experiences in your life. High quality could even just be, just be, be able to be fully present in the moment. Without having to worry about life, without having to worry about your survival, without having to worry about anything. Even demanding a better life, a better allowance, a better institution, a better something is having higher standards for yourself. Because you understand that higher standard mind, a higher standard being, a higher standard communication, a higher standard, anything that has to do with life will provide higher standard circumstances. So we don't even have clear sense of the self because we're not allowing ourselves to go through the skeletons, go through the bed stuff, the bed stuff that we've accumulated and put in boxes, hidden in a closet. We're not allowing ourselves to see and walk through the things that are going to inevitably make her make ourselves stronger because we've already went past the experience. We've survived the experience. Now we're living with the repercussions of the trauma created by it. But it's a choice to also be able to walk through it, revisit it, 
in a circumstance and in a uh, environment that does not show necessarily threat doesn't have the same threat because we're safe now we can revisit it we can reopen those boxes we can deconstruct and organize and clear out those boxes that are holding us back from being the natural authentic version of ourselves because then it impacts our motivation to be anything better impacts the motivation to have anything better but it also impacts the way that we receive the world it impacts the the view from which we think we're perceived creating the victimism in the sense of everything that's been shared with us doesn't necessarily Sometimes it is that it is minimizing or is condescending. Sometimes it is. But when we start seeing everything as it is, anything that could... <laughs> that's my cat in heat. Um, hello, Stella. How are you? Hey. <laughs> hey. Was a nice nap? There you go. I guess it was. <laughs> I guess it was. Oh. Okay, she's got a lot to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's adorable, honestly. Um, but we're, we're, just, we're just trying to cut parts of ourselves and leave them out of the door in every room that we try to walk in or through. Not realizing that those things cannot just come back every time that we compromise our true self. Oh, oh yeah, ouch, ouch, ouch. Damn, we need to cut those nails. Um, every time that you compromise yourself, you're telling yourself that being yourself is not good enough. You're telling yourself that you shouldn't be the way that you are. You're telling yourself that the ways that other people are being is a better way of doing life. Who knows what is a better way of doing life? We're just telling each other based on the perspective that we all have. But guess what? We've also all come from different backgrounds, different circumstances, and it's impossible for us to share the, the same better way for ourselves. We can have inspiration. We can take inspiration from each other. Yes, 100%. That's how we've gone to create so many things. But that is also increased the fact that we're so self-conscious. It's also increased the 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 thought that by overcompensating on the outside, it would overcompensate for the lack of great feeling that we have from of the within, the inside. Meaning that <laughs> just jumping around. Um, because we see less of ourselves, we try to attach things that are perceived to be great, that are perceived to be high-end, that are perceived to be luxurious, that are perceived to be good, that are perceived to be whatever feeling we're trying to attach to ourselves, or perception we're trying to attach to ourselves, because we know that we're not 
So we think, or maybe not necessarily not that we know, but it's something that we're trying to achieve. We're trying to, you know, when we say fake it to make it, you know. And we've lost sight of what comfort what is. That now we're battling between who has the best comfort. We're battling between who has the most luxurious comfort. We're battling between who has the best, best. We're overcompensating on every little thing. Because we don't feel that that great within or about the life that we live in. I'm really calling for humanitarianism. I'm really calling to all my brothers and sisters and cousins and whatever <laughs> in this world, whatever we want to call our spread of DNA, however we want to define each other, I call to everyone to please have more humanitarian views, please see the human within the person standing in front of you, next to you, or above you, under you, whatever it is. Have consideration. Think of how must they see the same situation. How could they possibly see the same situation? Ask them. Why not? Share those perspectives with each other. Deepen your connections, your your relationships, your understanding of each other, understanding of the way that you perceive each other and the world around you. Please. Look for each other inside of each other. Okay, I'm saying each other a lot of times. I know, I know. <laughs> What's the best word that I could use? Call out for more. I'll probably jump on Google for synonyms later. <laughs> synonyms? Synonyms? Call it whatever. Um, please, please. Because this generation will defy the fate of this world. Of the world that we created. Meaning, because the natural world will, <laughs> will, do, will do just fine. It's been doing fine since the beginning of times and it will continue doing fine without us. That's facts. Whatever you like it or not. <clears throat> Let's drink some tea. Um, so it's imperative that we look for each other, that we take each other out. Huh? Meaning? <laughs> no, out of context. Let's not leave anything that could be easily. I mean, God knows how many things people can 
just pick on or whatever distorts have fun if you got the time have fun um <laughs> meaning when we have the opportunity to interact with this with someone with to engage with someone let's have a five people mark for the year of strangers with whom we just ask them how are you whether it's on the train, whether it's on the bus, whether it's walking down the road, whether it's waiting in line, whatever it is, just truly ask them how are you, till they'll tell you how they are, truly are. Or, I mean, not force people to, please, don't take that, but just allow them a impartial, loving environment of genuine curiosity towards how they're doing life, how life is for them. And if you want to open the conversation like that, I mean, it works. Genuinely. I'm so curious of how life looks through your eyes. Because I can, virtually and unfortunately, only experience my own perspective of life and situations and circumstances i'm genuinely curious to hear how life is for you so how are you doing today it might appear weird because unfortunately community the concept of community has become the odd and the artifacts, artificial re- reality has become not necessarily AI, but like um, anything that's been man-made. It's become our world, our reality. And we don't seem to see the life that runs through it. I really, really hope and yearn for those days where we can all truly be just authentic and uh, live a freer life, man. Come on. We owe that to ourselves. We genuinely owe that to ourselves because things aren't great. Things are not great. I'm really, really hoping in you. I'm putting my trust in you. If you've listened all the way to now, please see the human next to you. Allow them to show you who they are and allow them to see you share yourself with people. Because people need to see humans, they need to see realness, they need to see you in order to trust. Someone has to do the first step. They say, why not be the bigger person? And yes, sometimes it just happens that you have to be the bigger person all the time. Well, be... See, instead of seeing as oh, why do I have to be the bigger person all the time, see as I'm just being the natural way all the time.
I'm just being the way that I should be and everyone should be able to be at all times. I'm setting a precedent for myself. I'm setting a standard for myself. And I'm teaching other my standard so that they can respect my standard. I'm not necessarily having to put more effort into it. I just have to reinforce my understanding of it. I just have to reinforce the sharing of it. I just have to reinforce my boundaries of it, about it. It's not necessarily harder or more work. It's just being the way I see myself to be. And being the way that my future self will be proud of me being. That would have been helpful to my future self. What would have been beneficial, impactful, and setting stones, setting stones, setting setting a pathway for them, literally building the pathway going forward, and reinforcing it with every opportunity that comes to reinforce the way that we really want to live life. You got to do it for it to stick. You can't just think or talk about it. And it's so fun to see other human beings just evolving and changing and developing and running towards the best that they can be and it's so empowering and it's so inspiring it's so uh, warm to see other people really looking not not becoming the enemy in their pathway not becoming stuck on anything just allowing themselves to fail allowing themselves to be looking like a fool allowing themselves to just try new allowing themselves novelty allowing themselves to sometimes get get a cut or two i mean bro you have to be very very careful with your words these days you know um you can't uh, people will take you to literally uh, just looking for just allowing yourself the opportunity to grow and sometimes when you're growing a plant you have to do some LST some LST yeah I think it's LST you have to bend it a little bit you have to You have to challenge it a little bit for it to then just grow on its own. And on a human perspective is embrace challenging situations in 
in the way that when I say challenging situation, it's challenging a preconception, it's challenging a a pre a learning that you've achieved, it's challenging um, something that I believe challenging a, a feeling is challenging. It's challenging a way that a status quo basically to see whether that status quo was really your truth or it was just an acquired status quo that wasn't questioned, that wasn't inspected, that wasn't looked at and investigated in. You know, we have to question things in order to understand them. We have to look for the and the information. And especially now, there's a overload of information out there. There's so much. Look at all, as many as you can, and then see for the connection. See for the things that make sense. See, and to be fair, there's also the reality that two things can coexist at the same time. So two perspectives can coexist at the same time. If they're valid they can coexist at the same time. So we have to give each other also the benefit of the doubt and not trying to compete with each other about everything. You know, two things can coexist at the same time. Someone very precious to me taught me that. And also to always look at, to not always look at the symptom, but look at the disease. Because we have to not necessarily avoid the symptoms, but question the symptoms, question what would they be projecting, what would they be manifesting, where does it really come from, where does it really come from, what could possibly impact it, what could possibly infect it, what could possibly be part of it. Really dissect it down, understand it to its core understand what's being said, understand what's being showed, understand what's being spoken about, understand the person that's in front of you, ask questions. Let's be better humans, let's be humans first. Thank you for listening and again, if you want to share your story, please, please, please reach out. We need someone to start. Because this this experience has proven to me the reason why it's imperative that we do. And it's because everyone feels like their story is not good enough to be shared. Because we feel less. Because we don't feel like we're good enough. And we need people to show that we are good enough. So if you've listened, honestly, again... Like there was the first, um, there was the first, I guess, the first benchmark. And then if you've listened all the way through now, please. And you have a, a crumb of courage and belief that you are good enough. And belief that, yes, as a society, we do deserve more. And we can do more and we can do better. Please come forward. Please share your story. And I'll be honored to listen. I'll be honored to get to know you. And I'll be honored to also provide you with a platform in order to do so. So, peace. (laughs) Um, 
Um, yeah, well, that's... I don't know what I just said, but hey, thank you. <laughs> Bye.